guys. Welcome back to Daily Gains with Pastor Darren, Pastor Joseph. We are thrilled that you're here. Yes, we are. Yes. You know what we're doing here? We are going to be jumping into the ESV, English Standard Version. We're going to be in uh, Proverbs chapter 16. We'll be hitting verses 12 through 22. We're going to repeat and repeat. So if you are ready, we're ready to lift with you. It is an abomination to kings to do evil, for the throne is established by righteousness. It's an abomination to kings to do evil, and the throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of a king, and he loves him who speaks what is right. Righteous lips are the delight of a king, and he loves those who do what is right. A king's wrath is a messenger of death, and a wise man will appease it. A king's wrath is a messenger of death, and a wise man will appease it. In the light of a king's face there is life, and his favor is like the clouds that bring the spring rain. And the king's face is the light of life, and his face is like the clouds that bring the spring rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold? How much better to get wisdom than gold? To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright turns aside from evil. Whoever guards his way preserves his life. The highway of the upright turns away from evil, and whoever guards his way guards his own life. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before the fall. It is better to be a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. It is better to be a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover the good, and he who trusts in the Lord will be preserved. The wise of heart is called discerning. And sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. The wise in heart is called discerning, and sweetness of speech preserves. Increases persuasiveness. Thank you. Increases persuasiveness. Good sense is the foundation of life to him who has it, but the instruction of folly, the instruction of fools is folly. Good sense is the instruction of life to those who have it, but the Instruction of fools is folly. There it is. May God bless the reading, hearing, and living out of his word. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What's so funny? Because we were fumbling or what? Yeah, the fumbling's funny. The realness, the reality of our, our humanity put on display here by our choice. Uh, <laughs> I can choose, you know, to clip out and try to, to make seem not so fumbling, but hey, it's real. It is real. And... Um, I think one of the things that we get so used to in our culture is that everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I know one of the big things is, you know, even when it comes to food in grocery stores, the amount of waste because of imperfections, um, yes. you know, the food that isn't let into the system. And I think even when it comes to church, we have church. Well, the good food that's purged because it no longer looks good, even though it is still, in fact, mm -hmm. good. I, I mean, I find it interesting how we, as the body of Christ have broken ourselves into what I would consider organs of the body, as opposed to just being the entire body in a church. Um, 
that you end up with churches where there are a lot of health issues. And so everyone is caring for one another and they're real sensitive. And they end up with other churches that are blessed with a lot of resources and um, are very busy. And so there isn't the depth of relationship. And they have other church, like it's almost like the heart's over here, the kidneys over here, the stomach's over here versus um, they're actually being a fully functioning body uh, within each part of the church. I think it's a very, no, I think it's a very easy um, pattern for Mm -hmm. us to fall into, as you said, here in the West, especially where it's comfortable. We don't need each other. Uh, The I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, except if the eye can go on the Amazon and get whatever it needs. Well, even when it comes to people who are having health issues to come together, um, you want people that are healthy so that way it isn't a burden. But many people who have gone through those things are like-minded, so they give of themselves even to the point of burnout. And yet that's part of the culture, this expectation that you give generously of yourself. Whereas in other communities, you know, the expectation is, can I get it done in 15 minutes or half an hour? We talked a few days ago about the, uh, in fact, I finished up one of our Proverbs afternoons talking mm-hmm. about the verse that said that um, the way of a sluggard is mm-hmm. full of thorn bushes. Mm-hmm. This passage here is talking about proper humility, which as we've talked about before on Anchored and Devoted is acknowledging and living in light of reality. Yes. When we talk about burnout, and a culture of burnout or a culture that says, like, like we're describing here, and I can say to the hand, I don't need you because I can take care of all these things myself, at least in my own mind. That's a walking in arrogance that this, that these verses really is encompassing. Because yeah. the picture here that, that the, the great wise king is drawing, I think is largely aimed towards his descendants who will read this and and what he's writing is this is what it means to be a just and a wise and a prudent and a good king but being a good king is not sufficient being a good king in a people who are also good is what is necessary to have a healthy land and on the one hand it is righteous lips on the part of the king. It is, Mm -hmm. it's sin for a king to speak evil. It is the king's wrath as a messenger of death. It is all of these things. It says, this is where the power is. This is where the righteousness is. And it must be held in that way. And at the same time, an arrogant man stands before the king and it's his destruction. Mm. And arrogance goes before the fall and a haughty spirit. Why? Because what's being set up here is here am I, and there is the king. I've already described what the king is. I've already described that grandeur. Now I'm describing myself in light of that. And how do I hold myself? How do I relate to the true king, the good king? When I, as an individual in an individual church, start setting myself up with the expectation that if I don't do these things, the ministry will cease to exist. Therefore, I burn myself out on the altar of doing good. What I'm saying is the king isn't strong enough. I need to make sure the king doesn't fail, uh, it's, which, is, which is an arrogance. 
Yeah, I would say the, the amount of hubris, pride, selfishness, which is attached to it, um, is overwhelming to me. Um, the ability to think oneself to be uh, the grand discerner of all things without communing with God, without being in his word, without pausing or being prudent or um, petitioning God is, is ridiculous to me. Like it's, it genuinely is ridiculous when you consider the, the beautiful blessing of just having the relationship with God and then being family with him and knowing that he's giving you a spirit so that you can be wise of heart and he is raw wisdom wise and discernment, but it requires the humility to stop and listen. It requires the humility to stop and ask. It requires the humility to be engaging with, with a space, not just to check the box that I read my Bible today, but being able to um, to really chew so that this becomes a part of who I am. Um, I know and that, that requires you to, to stay in your lane. Well, it requires me to embrace truth, which is uncomfortable. Um, and it requires me to, um, as you stated, uh, and staying in my lane, um, to recognize that, uh, I don't have it. <laughs> like I don't have it, you know, I know tons of people that have sweet speech um, and they're super persuasive um, and they will sell you the, whatever junk they're trying to pitch in the moment. Um, you know, whether they're on YouTube or in the television or wherever they, they clearly have made a job of being sweet to others, but to say that they have a wise heart and that they would be discerning. No, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, they're wise as far as being selfish because they make sure everything they pitch has a 30 day warranty kind of thing. And you can't. Ooh, return that. <laughs> that's glossy. 30 days, you'll guarantee. So it's, it's, you know, they're wise in their own eyes and what they're doing. But <laughs> this wisdom that we're talking about today is one that is refreshing and gives life and comes from God. How much better to get wisdom than gold? To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. This is one of my life verses, just as you stated, pride goes before destruction and the hearty spirit before a fall. Like these two are ones I memorized as a youth and I still lean on them today so that when ever I'm meeting with someone who's a young adult or even a seasoned saint, I ask them, what are they learning in relationship to God as well as how are they growing in wisdom? Like these are some of the things that I'm curious, are you in school? <laughs> are you engaging with books? Are you getting into the books of the Bible? Are you leading a Bible study? I'm looking to see how you're learning because then that makes it easier for me to hear your heart as well as to know whether I should pay attention to you. Because if you aren't, then that's a huge pause, red flag, if you're consuming everything from the world but nothing from the one who's in charge. Yes. We have we have a tendency to believe that we can that that there is in fact a a spring of life a spring of living water within us that naturally comes out that we don't need to be that we don't need to be careful about where our spring is sourced from mm. and um, this what we're talking about all 
paints this picture in my mind of that kind of what you call hubris. And when I said it requires us to stay in our lane, two thoughts came to mind. One was, um, I believe it was Uzziah, who as David's bringing back the Ark of the Covenant from the Philistines, um, one of the oxen or the oxen that were pulling the cart began to stumble and Uzziah sticks out his hand to steady the cart to keep God's righteous symbol, his holy symbol from falling. And as a result, God takes his life. And David is peeved. And I don't know anyone who looks at that and says, wait a second, David has no right to be angry. How, who is David to get angry at God? Clearly, Uzziah broke God's law and what happened is right. None of us look at that and say, hey, no, this makes perfect sense. All of us look at that and say, what? What now? Similarly, I probably have too many Lord of the Rings references here, but... <laughs> There was a soldier whose name I know but won't say to not show how big of a geek I am, who was in a he was in the city of Gondor when the king is or the, the steward is going to kill himself. And and in order to keep an innocent man from being killed wrongly, he broke the law to save the life of the, the steward of the city. And as a result, when the true king ascended to the throne, he passed judgment on the soldier and said, because you did these things, you are now banished from this city. You may never again come into this city. And we look at that and we say, wait a second, what? That's unjust. Yes, he broke the law, but he broke the law for a good purpose. What was happening was wrong. The only way to stop it was to break the law. And the king still says, yes, that is true. And I will keep that in understanding. But you must understand the kingdom rests on me. And I must uphold and I will uphold the law because if I don't uphold the law, I am gone. And if I am gone, we are all gone. That's why no one says, oh, the general is dead. Long live the general. They only say the king is dead. Long live the king. But in his mercy, the same king, after banishing the soldier, says, now because of what you did and because it was out of love and because it was out of loyalty, I'm appointing you to a position of honor and responsibility. Because I do see all of it. And I am still righteous. This is what is hard for us to deal with as Westerners, that God can somehow judge sin and be loving. And yet this is what... At the end of the day, he hasn't given us a, well, this is how I'm going to do it so that you can trust me before we get there. He said, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. You can accept it or you can reject it. That's hard for us. Um, yeah, this is the point I'm trying to land on. It requires humility because the king is the king. I am not the king. The judge is the judge. I am not the judge. The ruler is the ruler. I'm the servant. Is that a hard position to walk in? Yes, it is. But it's also the safest position that we can walk in. And the thing that prompts us to, to get out of that, to, that when we are uncomfortable in that pushes out, is often our own arrogance. Really have to guard against that. So with that, I'll stop the heaviness. It is an abomination to kings to do evil. For the throne is established by righteousness. 
Righteous lips are the delight of a king, and he loves him who speaks what is right. A king's wrath is a messenger of death, and a wise man will appease it. In the light of a king's face, there is life, and his favor is like the clouds that bring the spring rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright turns aside from evil. Whoever guards his way preserves his life. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. The wise of heart is called discerning, and sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. Good sense is the foundation of life to him who has it, but the instruction of fools is folly. Father in heaven, we ask that this day you would cause us to have righteous lips and that we would delight in you. We ask, Father, that you would keep us from pride and allow us to have a spirit that is filled with love and faith and joy in you. We ask, Father, that you grant us wisdom as well as understanding so we might live out love today defined with truth in its middle. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace. One more will. We'll see you tomorrow. See you in the morning. Bye-bye.